Hey, hey, what's going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to the Counseling Corner Podcast, helping you better support your son or daughter with social, emotional, and academic strategies with our weekly 10-minute episodes for parents, teachers, and anyone who works with kids. I'm your host, your coach, and your counselor, Mark Bruce. I'm also a school counselor in the Fairport Central School District. Thanks again for joining today, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Counseling Corner Podcast. It's been a little bit taking a break from, you know, all the holiday festivities, all the breaks from school, um, but jumping back on. So today I'm going to talk about the ACEs. Now, this is something that, um, you know, me as a counselor and working in the mental health department, you know, we're pretty aware of the ACEs. Um, Admins are aware of the ACEs. I don't know if teachers are aware of what the ACEs are. It is something that's super common, um, more so than when I learned about it back in grad school, which is, you know, dating back to 2013, 14, 15. Um, But you hear the ACEs over and over again. So in this episode, I'm just going to um, bring to your attention what the ACEs are, because I think it's super important for everyone to be aware of what the ACEs are and what they stand for. Um, so the ACEs are a way to, to measure, um, you know, the, the experiences of our children, right? So the, the ACEs stand for Adverse Childhood Experiences, A-C-E, um, and it helps us understand that not all kids who are coming into school, you know, they're coming from an equal background, you know, they're not coming from a household with two parents. They're not coming from a household that if they do have two parents, you know, they both are, you know, one's a male, one's a female. You know, one's, you know, if a house is divorced or someone's dealt with um, substance abuse or drugs and addiction and, and um, things like that. So the ACEs gives us an understanding that when a student is coming in with a, a specific a categorized experience, um, we know that they're more susceptible to, you know, having different behaviors in school. So what we know is with these ACEs and what they are is they're a series of tests. So what we would do for a student and it's for kids under 18, because we know that, you know, kids under 18 legally, like it's not their fault. They haven't brought themselves into the world Um, into the family that they have. So these are things that are out of their control. Those are the big components. When they get 18 and older, we start to look at these young adults as having choice, having a little bit more power. Um, Hopefully they've, they've pushed through school and they at least have a GED and they can start to make these behaviors and choices for themselves versus being pulled back into this melting pot. Um, So with these experiences, you know, it could be a single or it can be an ongoing situation. And we're looking at 10 different categories, right? So we're going to look at abuse, neglect, household challenges, and there's going to be, you know, a score of 10, but there are additional things to look at. So within abuse, right, we have physical, we have emotional, and we have sexual neglect, right? We have physical neglect, emotional neglect, and even now we see kids with academic neglect. That's where 
parents, their caregivers, and even the, the school potentially isn't providing the educational support. Um, so it could be parents are not sending their kids to school for their own um, mental health related issues or their own physical abuse that they're experiencing and they're scared to have anyone leave the house or due to a divorce, scared that their kids may not come home. Um, so that neglect piece can go into different avenues. Then we have household challenges. So it could be divorce, incarceration, substance abuse, domestic violence, mental illness. And I think it's assumed, right, if a kid has had one of those experiences, right, life might be a little tougher. They may have different um, ways of coping. But through studies and studies and research and test after test after test and seeing what ends up happening with these individuals who have grown up with these experiences, they have a much, 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 much more greater risk of, you know, health-related issues, you know, with heart issues, diabetes, obesity, um, asthma, there's mental health-related issues such as depression, anxiety, you know, it could be oppositional defiancy, it could be ADHD, could be anything along those lines, and it also can affect their cognitive ability in class. And a lot of this is because of their experiences as a kid. And this is stemming from, you know, in birth, right? We do know that even when babies are in the womb, in the belly, right, they are still experiencing their world. They are still forming emotional memories. And then when they get out into the world, right, now they are experiencing everything in front of them. So if you have a kid, if you have a, you know, a kindergartner, a second grader who has had emotional abuse because, you know, mom or dad uh, wasn't adhering to their emotional needs or they shared, you know, unkind things. Uh, maybe there was um, physical neglect, bathing, clothes, wearing dirty clothes, or the family was divorced or the incarceration was occurring with mom or dad, or even if they're living with their grandparents and both parents are out of the picture, if someone was abusing drugs, right? So once we see a kid with three or more ACEs, we do know that they are at a higher risk of having a, a difficult time managing their emotions, a difficult time handling themselves in school, um, they, they potentially could have these difficulties, right? It's not guaranteed. You never know. Kids are resilient. Um, you never know who's in their corner, but these are things that could occur. And it's, and it's known if we see these signs. And that's why, you know, when we collaborate with teachers, with parents, with other, um, you know, school environments, if we have a new student and we start to break these things down and see, well, if I have a kid who's got seven aces, I know we should be providing some support early rather than later. It's important for teachers to be aware of that as well. And additionally, on top of those 10 ACEs, there are other things that are factors too. That's discrimination, that's poverty, that's racism, that's other violence experience, that's um, intergenerational cultural trauma, separation, adjustment or other major life changes. Um, bereavement and, and survivorship, adult responsibilities as a child. So all of these things are going to affect our kids and how they are behaving in 
school because we have to understand that we have kids who are in school for 30 hours a week, maybe, right? Some may get in right at nine and then some are leaving at 315, right? So that ebbs and flows with activities and clubs when mom and dad or grandma, grandpa drops them off. And then we have to factor in, now they're going home. There's 168 hours in a week. So if they're in school for 30 hours, there's 138 other hours that they are now experiencing these things. So now if it's ongoing, right, they could be experiencing an ongoing divorce, an ongoing custody battle, ongoing house to house. They could have a parent who's incarcerated. So ongoing, they are not seeing mom or dad, right? They could have a parent who's abusing drugs, ongoing problem. They could have a parent who has a mental health issue. So that's ongoing. And then, right, they could have been physically abused, hence the divorce, um, or seen domestic violence, right? So there are six or seven ACEs that's affecting our kids when they come in, that they're ongoing, experiencing that daily, and then coming into school. And it's so important for us to be aware of that because we need to take that with a big, 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 big grain of salt. We need to take that into account when you expect the kid coming in to be compliant, to be able to handle the rigor or the, just the basic daily life skills. Me growing up, right, I was taught, come into the house, take your shoes off, put them at the front of the house, make sure they're not muddy. If they are, leave them outside, take your jacket, take your backpack, hang it up, bring your school supplies over to the table, say, you know, hey, mom and dad, get a snack, snacks are available. That's how I was brought up. But now if you have a kid who's got a single parent household where they could be a kid of color, they could be a kid who is struggling with their identity, or, um, you know, they could be having physical abuse, emotional abuse, they could see have their parents divorced, could have a parent incarcerated. So when they come home, there's no one there to greet them, right? There is no place to put their shoe or no one telling them this is the expectation. This is the executive functioning skills that we need to develop where you take your shoes off, hang your jacket up, you know, say hi to those in the house. There's food available, right? Some kids are going home and there is no food available. There is nothing. There's no one home. There's no food available. They're caring for their siblings. There is no kitchen table or anyone enforcing sit down and get some work done. They go home, throw everything where it needs to go, and then they watch TV. So myself and that other kid, we are going to develop differently because of that experience. Because ongoing, I had parents who showed me that every day. I had a household where parents were not divorced. I had a household where parents were, you know, educated and had college degrees and masters. And, you know, we were middle class, even a little bit higher versus another student. So we cannot come into school and have the exact same expectations, right? I may be able to get one reminder, but another friend might need three, four, five reminders, right? I may get a in a little bit more trouble for being late after breakfast, but a friend who is coming with six aces may need a quick conversation of, hey, how are you? Happy you're here today. I hope breakfast was good. Tell me about your night. Do you need anything from me? And then you can give a subtle reminder of, hey, 
make sure that you're paying attention to the time so we can get the class on time. And there was a, um, a PDF that I'll put in the show notes and it gives a whole history that I'll dive down eat deeper into strategies to deal with kids who have the ACEs. And this one piece was called tipping the balance. And I thought that was interesting because what it dives into is, you know, one, one um, sentence is when the scale tips in a positive direction throughout childhood, especially early childhood, we're more likely to experience good health, academic success, strong relationships, and economic security throughout life. Therefore, if kids are not experiencing that, the scale tips the other way. And the biggest struggle is we have kids whose scales are tipping so far to the left in that negative bucket, we expect them to have those same expectations as everybody else versus someone like me who is tipped positively coming into school. My mom and their dad dropped me off at school. They gave me breakfast. I got two kisses from them. I gave my brother a high five, right? I had warm clothes, clean clothes, a backpack. School supplies were in the bag. I'm coming in happy. And then my same expectations are, you know, upheld by the kid who's coming in with, you know, they were, ten, they were 15 minutes late to school because whoever's at home was rushed or slept in. They didn't have breakfast. Their clothes are dirty. They, don't, they have an empty backpack with no school supplies. It's wintertime and they don't have snow pants and they can't go out to recess. Right? The expectations have to be different because right, we need to tip the balance. So if a kid's coming in with six aces, they should start their day off with six positives. So that bucket, that scale can be balanced when they are in school, instead of starting the day off with, oh, why are you late again? Make sure you get to school on time. Make sure that, you know, you've got to remember your snow pants. It's not fair for that kid who can't pay for snow pants. You know, we need to be the ones that highlight, hey, we got you. Glad you're here. How's your morning? Do you need breakfast? What else is going on? We're going out to recess. If you need snow pants, I'm going to get you snow pants, right? That can help that kid feel that much more better and help build resiliency. Um, so that is about the ACEs, right? So there's a, there's, there's questions and there's a test that we will provide, uh, or, or you can take, and it gives us an idea of how many ACEs you're coming into school with, and that can help us better support that kid. So understand even one ACE could affect the kid, but if we see kids with three or more ACEs, they're way more susceptible to having difficulties managing their feelings, co-regulate or regulating their, um, their behaviors and using good coping strategies so they can get, uh, you know, handle a a busy school day. Um, I hope that helps. Thank you for tuning in and stay tuned for the next episode. Hey everyone. Thank you for tuning in. I have a big ask. I usually don't ask for a lot of things, but I do have one ask. If you listen to this episode and you liked it, please share this with a coworker or a parent just to share that, share with them the information that I'm, that I'm providing and just to spread the word about this podcast. I would really appreciate it. So again, just click that share button, text it, email it over to a coworker or a parent or a family friend. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. Have an amazing day.